for food. And, you know, I didn't want her to eat alone. <laughs> so I ate it. And I ate it. And I think the Miami Dolphins were playing on the football game. And I ate some more. And I remember sitting on the, on the side of the couch saying, I'm so sick. So what did I do? I just took an Alka-Seltzer and I ate some more. Because <laughs> it's all about eating and having a great time. That's what Thanksgiving's about. Recognizing and, and counting our blessings. But counting the sweet potatoes, man, and counting the stuffing. Okay, I got to get going. But that's what we're going to do this whole month of uh, November, talking about Thanksgiving. And uh, we're going to go through the Bible. And sometimes you forget about life how thankful we should be because things just seem to be getting crazy and wild and we kind of forget. We can get into the complaining mode and we shouldn't. It's about really the how, that time, but every day for a believer is Thanksgiving Day because, again, we know where we're going. We know the end of the story. So every day for us should be a Thanksgiving. We always got to remember that. But this year I want to get and remind us the whole month of November, going to talk about Thanksgiving and we're going to go through the Bible and see how people dealt with um, in the midst of turmoil their response, and how God loves. He's in love with Thanksgiving. He's in love when you praise him. He loves that because he'll get ahead and move on your behalf, in which we're going to talk about today. And say, Thanksgiving moves God. That's the title today. And what we're going to do, we're going to go through the book of... Now, you guys, I know you guys read this book every other day. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Now, you know where the Chronicles is, don't you? You don't have it, we have it on the screen. No, really. Second Chronicles. If you know this is a guy we always talk about in worship called Jinx, um, King Jehoshaphat. And uh, it's uh, the children of Israel. I love the children of Israel because when you look at the book, you say, that's us. That's what we do. And this is the time when the children of Israel, when the kingdoms, because of their disobedience, the kingdom was split in half. You had the northern kingdom and you had the southern kingdom. And the southern kingdom had about 20 to 19 kings. About seven of them were good. The northern kingdom had 19 kings, and none of them were good. So God had to get and judge them early. Then you get down to Judah, which Israel was the northern kingdom. Judah was the southern kingdom in which Jehoshaphat was in. He was about the fourth king. And he was a great king because of the fact that he would take the word of God, and he will, hire, he will go ahead and put the priests, the government will go out and share the word with God, of God with the people to make sure they stay strong in him. And we're going to go into a story that three enemies of, Israel, of Judah want to attack Jehoshaphat in his kingdom. And one thing I know about when you read the account in the very beginning of chapter 20, 1 through 14, you see the account that it was honest. It says that Jehoshaphat was afraid, but his response was even more glorious. He just said, I'm going to seek the Lord on this. I'm afraid, but I'm going to seek the Lord. And he didn't just do it by himself. That's what I like about family. He brought the whole nation with him, it says, in Judah. They came together, and people, those remnant of Jerusalem came together, and they came in the house of God, and they prayed. And one thing you realize when you start, when he started, they, all they did was remind God of his promises of the past. When he delivered them from Egypt and when the promises and all those things. And they reminded, and they strengthened themselves because once in the, you know something, when you're going through something horrendous sometime, especially in these days, it's good to remember the past and what God did then. 
will give you future for today, will give you faith for tomorrow. Because one thing, you know, when you recognize and you call God's resume into play, because all those prayers were, they weren't trying to make up these prayers. All they did was remind God of his love and his, his protection over them. And it was amazing what happened. God showed up through a man called Jehaziel. Jehaziel, a prophet, stood up. And he gave this account that we're going to read. And he's going to see what happened through the whole story. Because this really ought to be a movie. One thing that, one of the greatest things that I liked in this story was Jehoshaphat when he said this in verse 12. He says, and we might be all here sometime. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are completely on you. You ever been there? You don't know what to do. But all I have is my eyes to be fixed on God. And it's okay. That's honest. If you don't know what to do, you know who to look at. Okay? If you don't know what to do, look at the one who does. And don't move until he tells you to move. That's the safest place to be. So when we get down, we're going to start in verse 15, and we'll work our way all the way down to 27. There's about three things I want to point out to you. And it's going to get you excited because I want to go ahead and encourage you that the God we serve, his track record is perfect. He's never lost a war. He's never lost any one of us. Whatever he purposes to do, he does. That's why we're all here. Because he purposed way before the foundation of earth that you'll be here. And guess what? You're here. So let's start in verse 15. Remember, this is the prophet speaking. And he said, listen, all Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus said the Lord to you, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed at this great horde, which means a great army. It's one of the greatest statements in the world. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Yeah, you're getting all excited. I got to finish this. Don't get me excited. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the accent of Ziz. You will find them at the end of the valley, east of the wilderness in Jarrell. You will need, you'll need not to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position. And then as you're holding, see the salvation of the Lord on whose behalf? Man, I'm getting excited. Old Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. That's twice he said. Tomorrow go out against them, and the Lord will be what? Man, I'm ready to go. Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the Co- and the Kohathites and the Korites, Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very small voice. When you look up that word loud, we're talking about screaming. Sometimes y'all get nervous when it happens in church. But I'll tell you a reason that you can scream, okay? Let me keep going. And they rose early in the morning and went out to uh, the wilderness of Tekio. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah, and it happens as Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be what? Believe in his prophets and you will what? Come on, man. 21. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord 
and praise him in holy attire. That means they put on some robes. <laughs> we might break out some robes on the third Sunday. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and they went before the army. And they said, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And when they began to sing praises, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. So they were, as we would say, routed. They got hurt. And the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. And when Judah came to the watchtower of the wilderness, they looked toward the horde, which was a great army, and behold, there was the dead bodies lying, lying on the ground. None had escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take the spoil, they found among them great numbers of goods, clothing, precious things, which they took for themselves until they could not carry no more. They were there three days taking in the spoil. It was so much. You're talking about a party. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Barak, Baraka, sorry. But they, were, they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that place is called the Valley of Baraka, which means the Valley of Blessing to this day. Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat at the head, returned to Jerusalem with joy for the Lord and made them rejoice because the Lord made them rejoice over the enemies. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this amazing word in your scripture, Lord, that we can see that you're at work all the time. And Father, when we call out to you, we pray. You bring an answer. You bring a plan. And I thank you today, Lord. I ask for revelation today. In Jesus' name, amen. You've seen what happens after the prophet gave the word, certain things. I looked at those three armies that... Um, were chasing down the Israelites. And just something came to my mind, because I was thinking this week in the last few weeks of what's been going on in our nation lately. And what I've been seeing on people, and you're talking about these enemies, these are outside enemies that were coming to invade. But you know, a lot of us as believers have the enemies in, inside of us that come and invade our minds. A lot of our warfare in the Old Testament is from the outside in, but it gives you a picture of how it's from the inside out. Because the majority of our warfare happens between our ears. Not outside, but it's between our ears. And the only time that we have demons and all those things coming on, that's when they have agreement with us when we feel it in a fatalistic um, place. There's three words I wrote down. You can write them down. And that just says this is common to me all the time. It's common to a lot of people. One was doubt. The, the, the enemy of doubt. The other one, the enemy of discouragement. Which leads to my third one, the enemy of defeat. Whenever you doubt, it gets you discouraged. Because let's be, let's be real. What's going on is real, real data today about the government. It's affecting everybody. We just read about the other day, we're, we're doing a, um, we're going to actually extend our food, pantry, our food gathering for the, for the um, um, West Central Texas because we just had November 1st, a lot of food stamps for those in our nation. Area just got cut. And at the end of November, a lot of people are going to have less money, so we're going to extend it for a couple more weeks to bring food in to bless our pantry. And that, that causes, in the middle of holidays, that can cause a lot of chaos. 
Depending on where you are, it can cause a lot, and it can cause doubt. Is God really good? And if you don't think God is good, then you get discouraged and say, I'm by myself. And then it makes you want to just, you're defeated. You don't even want to try. And all this happens a lot right here. Now, these guys could have went through all that. They could have doubted that God was going to do anything for them. They would have became discouraged and not prayed, and they would have laid down and got beaten because God wouldn't have moved on fear. He moves on faith. Those three things. If you have something in your heart that just seems to be you battle with all the, just write that on the card. Just write it down. We'll talk about it. Just write it down, what's messing with you. Because we all have it. We can't say that we're perfect. I'm, no, we live here. This is a real action right now. And our, all our faith is being tested. Every one of us. We can't, we can't escape it. And I think it's by design a lot by God. So you see that they have this issue. And we see three things in here. Giving thanks to God. They gave thanks to God. His, they looked at three things when I saw this. I picked it off. His presence. His protection, his power. Now, here's the thing. They, in verse 15 through 17, let's go there. Let's unpack this a little bit. And he said, listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid, do not dismay at this great horde, for the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. That's an amazing statement. The battle is not yours, it's the Lord. Whatever you're battling right now is not yours if it's in the kingdom of God. This battle started way back in Genesis. After the devil made man fall and God came up with a plan. His plan was Jesus Christ. And he said there will be, it'll be hostilities between you and, and, and his enemy, which is Christ, God, and the devil. We happen to be his creation, so we're kind of stuck in the middle. But don't take it personal. It's not your war. It's not your battle. When I hear about something that is not mine, you can have it. Hey, is your, is your, you're going to take care of it? Yeah, okay. Got to remember that, because you can take it personal like you're being attacked. The glory of God in you is being attacked. Because you represent God's creation. The greatest thing he created here on is more than birds we talked about last. More than land, his people. So you're his prized possession, and the devil's plan is do this. I don't want them to be prized anymore. I want to tarnish everything that God has put together. So my job is to mess with you the whole time. The battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. Basically, turn it over to me and I'll take care of it. Just turn it over to me. That's what they did when they prayed. God, I don't know what to do, but I know you. Give it to him. Don't hold on to it. It'll make your blood pressure. You can't fix it. We can't. Can I give you a hint? We can't fix the government. Only God can. I love this verse because I have a verse I, I highlighted in the Bible in, in Matthew chapter 16 when Jesus said, I'll build my church. I can't build this church. Jesus said, he'll build the church. All I can do is build people. Sometimes I get caught up like I'm supposed to do all that. 
So I have the reminder, it's not me, it's him. Whatever battle you're going through, it's not you. You can't fix it. You, it's impossible for you to fix it. All you can do is obey and let him fix it. And obey, when I want to let go of something, you can have it. Think about it. Verse 16. Tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up to Exodus and you will find them at the end of the valley east of the wilderness of Jerel. 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. Okay, throw your weapons down. Stand firm. Hold your position. Hold your position. Whenever we get attacked, we lose sight of our position. I am with Christ in heavenly places. I am his. Whenever I seem like I'm getting pressed, I think, oh, I'm out here by myself. No, I am with him in heavenly place. I see he's sitting up right here in the right hand of God. I am all things in Christ. So I'm always in Christ. What happens when we go through a struggle, we think we're not in Christ. We think we've been removed or God is mad at me or something. He's not mad at you. Don't hold on to your position. And see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go up against him. The Lord will be with you. One thing that recognizes presence, I'm with you always. Second thing, it's a promise. I'm with you always. I love his presence measures up to his promise. But I don't focus on the promise. I focus on the presence. It's amazing. I'm with you always. Hold your position and let me work it out. Don't help me out. Ever been there trying to help God out? And he's like, no, he's not moving. Well, you got too many hands on it. He's saying, well, if you got it, whenever you, you never surrender to God and you're waiting for this ooh, moment, he, says, he finally says, you got it now? Finally, I'm going to take care of this. I'm hard-headed because we're working it. Us guys, don't we work it? We're working it, man. I'm working it. You're not doing anything. You're just not doing it. I remember though I heard God coming back to Abilene, coming back to the States. I was going to help God out. I, told, I thought I got a word from God. We're going to Georgia. I said, okay. Ms. Don said, I, you know, I don't know, Rich. And I'm like, where's your faith? You should have heard me, man. Don't talk to me. You have no faith. So Georgia came up. I got my name on the list. She didn't get her name on the list. I said, honey, we're going to Georgia. I know we're going to Georgia. God said we're going to Georgia. She said, I don't know, honey. So here's my plan. Make sure we're going to Georgia. In, Ab- in um, Okinawa, Japan, we have what we call monsoon days, torrential downpour, 3 o'clock in the morning putting them, our lives at danger, following God. I'm going to work this assignment. So I get to my office, and I'm working the phones. God said, I'm going to Georgia. Do you understand that? And, <laughs> and uh, I got a moment. I said, if God is working, then why am I working so hard? 
And he said this, Rich, why are you putting your family in danger if you have faith? I was trying to help him. Well, it turns out we didn't go to Georgia. We were going to go to Oklahoma. We wound up coming to Abilene with my hands off. He said, you done now? Are you done now? Helping God out. And then my wife said, tell me you. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> and Georgia that, that year flooded. So I wasn't supposed to go to Georgia. I was supposed to come here. Here I am working the issue. When he says, hold your position, usually it's just praise, prayer, and wait. If you put your hands on, he's a gentleman, he'll take his hands off. I was working it. It was wearing me out trying to do God's, get God's will done. <laughs> and we all can say, been there, done that, got that done, that, you know, that's all of us. Because sometimes the way he's going to work it out is <laughs> not the way we think it's going to work it out. Let's go to, there's a, there's a psalm here I like. Uh, psalm 94, 14. It's a promise. For the Lord will not forsake his people, he will not abandon his heritage. Now, when they turn the bow over to God, I wrote this down. You can write this in, in your notes. When you have the assurance, which is faith, that God is with you, you can stand firm. When you have the assurance, which is a greater word for faith, that God is with you, you can stand firm. You won't stand on shaky ground because his ground's not shaky. Which leads you to the second one because the plan, okay, we got, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to stand fast. What else are we going to do? We're going to go out there. Okay, this is great. What are we going to do, man? We're going to get the guns. We're going to, oh, we got some, we got some helicopters. We're going to blow the, you're going you're gonna to do some earthquakes on these guys and we're going to stand there. No, 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 no. I want you to sing. You want me to have a Thanksgiving service in my enemy? Can you imagine Jehoshaphat when he told the people that? Us logical thinkers? Um, J.O., I think he had too much wine. I think we need some weapons, man. Today, you say, I think we need an arsenal. We need a, we need a 50 cal. Thousands of people going, we're going to sing? Yeah. We're going to sing. Which rendered his protection. Verses 18 to 21. Go to 18 21 for me, sir. Thank you. Jehoshaphat bowed his head to the face of the ground, and, Je Je and all Judah and all the inhabitants fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. A thanksgiving service. And the Levites for the Kohatites. Um, and the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a very small voice. How loud was it? You look up that word, it was loud. 20. And they rose early in the morning, went to the wilderness of Tekiah, Tekel. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you'll be established. Believe in the prophets, you'll be, you will succeed. 21. 
And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord, praise him in holy attire. And they went before the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. They knew of their protection. The Levites knew of their protection because there was a, there was a sign. They actually praised the Lord with a loud voice. Now, here's the difference. A lot of times when we talk about screaming out and, 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 and um, raising our voices, some of us can think this. If I raise my voice more loud enough, God, I'll be assured that God's going to protect me. Versus they raised their voice because they were assured of God's protection. You get me? You didn't have to manufacture it. When you know God's going to take care of this army, you can raise your voice and give him praise and give him thanks. But if you're trying to make yourself make it work because you're not sure, it doesn't resonate with anybody. Come on now. Let's talk about worship. When you know that you're assured, put that arm. Um, did you? Yeah. They didn't lift up their voices to get assurance of their victory. They lifted up their voices because they were assured of their victory. Assured of it. That's why they were able to lift their voices. When you talk about when you come in here on Sunday mornings and someone just, you just shouting or just want to praise God because you are assured that you're okay, that everything's going to be all right regardless of what's going on with you. You don't have to work it up to make sure you're okay. You're already okay. And it's not about having good thinking. It's about knowing. Because doubt, discouragement, and defeat are always running through the mind. And I need the word of God to assure me to block it out. Short of the victory. Because if the battle is his, the victory is his too. But here's one thing. Faith will have you experience victory before victory. Think about it. You will see it. I love the movie Any Given Sunday. Well, I think one made one of the uh, stars. What is his name? Oh, gosh. Oh, he's an actor now. Anyway, he's good at it. He's a quarterback. Last play. Who? Jamie Foxx. What a name, Jamie. And it was the last play. And they teach you this all the time when you're playing sports. You got to see it before you do it. He told them at the end, when you're at the line there, faith will have you see it before you do it. Can I be real with you? God stuck Grace Point Church here to touch our community. Give you an example. To touch our universities. God saw it. He helps us to see it, so we do it. To touch families. God saw it. He, through faith, we see it, and we do it. We're not going out blind. Like we don't, okay, where's the next step? No. He help, faith helps you see it. Then you do it. If you don't see it, don't do it. You got to wait to see it. And that's what faith does. With them, the victory was already done. That's why they can go, let's go sing. Let's go sing. Can you imagine the army? What are they doing? They're singing. They're looking for weapons. God's protection is always different than what we think. They are singing. Why? Because they're assured of the victory. Why? Because God said, 
I'll be with you. When you have know that God's with you, <laughs> when you continually remember that, that's faith. It doesn't matter tomorrow or today what happens. God is with me. That's a promise, and that's his presence, which led to his protect, their protection. In Psalms 5, 11, and 12, David said this, but let all who take refuge in, in you rejoice. Let them sing for joy and spread your protection over them that those who love your name may exalt in you. For you bless the righteous and you cover him with favor like as a what? Shield. And that comes upon. Here's the thing. A lot of times we teach this. If you do all this and you sing and you praise God, that situation will change. Not necessarily. The biggest situation I need to change is my soul. Which when my soul changes, my perspective changes, and I'm saying that's not so big. And I'm telling you, every day, every day, we got to be assured of it. Don't wait for Sunday for someone to try to work you up. You will lose out Monday through Saturday. Because this house is serious today. And it's not going to get any better. Those who walk in the prophetic, you can feel the, the weight and the heaviness of people. You can feel it. You can feel the defeat in their eyes. You can see the discouragement like, I can't see any further than that. You can just see the doubt. God, are you really real? Are you going to be here? Yes. And we have to continue. Yes, yes. Yes, and then someone has to tell us, yes, 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 because if you're saying yes, 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 and you've got no one telling you yes, 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 you're going to crash and burn like everybody else, which I learn hard all the time. I know it's tough. The last one is, don't ever underestimate his power. Look at this. Twenty-two to twenty. Thank you, sir. When they began to sing and praise, <laughs> the Lord set an ambush about against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. So they were, they were. Come on, everybody say they were what? Man, I like that. That's like football talk. We routed them, and guess what? I didn't get dirty. For the men of Ammon's. And Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. They had made the end of the inhabitants of Seir. They all helped to destroy one another. And when Judah came to the watchtower of the wilderness, you can imagine, you know, in the wilderness all this is taking place. They, hooked, they looked at the horde, which is huge, and behold, there were dead bodies laying on the ground. None had escaped. 25. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take his, their spoil, they found among them a great number of goods, clothing, precious things, which they took for themselves until they could carry no more. They were three days taking the spoil. It was so much. 26. On the fourth day, they assembled in the Valley of Baruch, and for they were blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the place was called the Valley of Baraka to this day, which is the Valley of Blessing. They were in the house of the Lord, 27. And they returned every man of Judah into Jerusalem 
and Jehoshaphat at their head returned to Jerusalem with joy. The Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. He had to make, he made them rejoice over their enemies. Did they get dirty? They sung a song. Three days of picking up stuff. The size of the goods really signifies the size of the army. Their army had to be massive if it took them three days to clean it all up. Oh, my gosh. And you told me to what? Sing. Because as you're singing praises, God is setting the ambush. And usually it's in your mind. He is cutting off the, the doubt. He is cutting off the discouragement. He is cutting off the feet in your own mind. So you have a better perspective to see what's going on out here. Because the enemy is not outside. A lot of the enemy is right here. And I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm perfect. No. Any given day. Any given day. Like I said, any given Sunday. It can hit you before you even get here. And that's what's amazing. He set traps, ambush. When they began the work of praise, God perfected the work of deliverance. <laughs> we were called to praise God and worship God. He's called to take care of everything. There's a scripture I like on the worship team come up because we're just going to do what the Bible says. We're going to finish out in the song. Worship team, come on up. I know I'm surprising everybody, but I want to go with the Bible says. We go back, we party. When you, you hear doubt or you feel doubt and you get discouraged and your mind starts running and you feel like, I want to just quit. Here's a word I love. We all knew this word when we first were born. That's when we know we're all born to sin. Whenever your mother told you to do something, now, 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 share with, now, now. We were good at it, right, until they spanked you. Well, some of y'all don't get spanked, y'all time out. Sorry. We got beat. Amen. Yeah, okay. No. And I don't care if you're in your car. No. And all those things. All those things were more than conquerors to him who loved us. You know what that word more than conquerors means? Super conqueror. Because I didn't do the work. All I did was give it to God. Because I realized three things. His amazing presence is with me all the time. His awesome protection is watching over me right now. And his power is working on my behalf. Come on, somebody. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And when you're talking about Thanksgiving, yes, you can sing the biggest song, and you can think it's going to be falling around you, all around you. But one thing you can't lose is our God, who doesn't fall apart. He is not moved by what's going on out here. Don't let this ruin your Thanksgiving. Don't let this ruin your life. Don't let this ruin your walk. Because I heard this this morning. It's all good. The good or the bad, God's working in it and working in you. Let's stand. We're going to worship the Lord.